In America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. It's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Probably one of the largest letdowns in political history. Just have fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love No one who is alive today had ever experienced a true pandemic. And I'm hoping that now that this is over, people are going to, you know, recognize that some serious errors were made and not repeat those. That's the best you can get out of it. So what do you tell those people? Vote Republican. you go ladies and gentlemen right there why did i start out with the morning show showing a cold open of joe rogan telling his voters to vote republican because again and i'll say this a thousand times over it doesn't matter if joe rogan is a republican or a democrat he's not claiming that he ever was a republican he's not claiming that he ever was a conservative he's never claimed that he ever was anything but a socially liberal, left-leaning kind of guy. However, he is a very intelligent man. He's a great interviewer. And he just told 12 million subscribers to vote Republican. He has an average of 11 million listeners or viewers to his show or his podcast every single day. That is four 
times. No, excuse me. That is five times the amount that Tucker Carlson, who I think is the most viewed or most watched news pundit on TV, that is five times Tucker Carlson's daily average. You understand what that means? That means a majority, I would say at least half of Joe Rogan's listeners lean the same way he does. Center left. Or a little left left. And he just told them, and his word is worth weight, it's worth its weight in gold when it comes to his followers. He just told the better part of 12 million people to go vote Republican. And here's the other great thing. Each one of his videos end up with about 70 to 100 million views. And he's got over 2.5 billion views total. That is a huge voice saying, go vote Republican. That is why when he does stuff like this, I highlight it. Because it's far bigger than I could ever hope to get when it comes to getting your message out there. Vote Republican. Guys, you're locked and loaded right here on LFA, live from America. I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot. Broadcasting, as always, from the Live Free or Die Granite State of New Hampshire, and it's a blessing from God, and it is very much appreciated that you not only fund this show, all, pretty much all, like other than 30%, comes from all of you, And that you guys give me the trust to do the show every day. God bless you and thank you. And since I call myself the ever so humble, I would like to say on air, I'm sorry to Cat Lover. Now, Cat Lover had said some pretty rude things in an email about how I did not uh, acknowledge her comments in the Rumble chat, which I, I thought very kindly responded And said during that email, it's weird how so many of us strong conservatives act like liberals sometimes when it comes to the smallest things and problems that don't exist. That was the extent of what I said. Apparently that was enough to uh, say that I was calling her names. I was not a Christian and I was very disrespectful. And she should have listened to her husband long time ago about how to watch out for me. I apologize that I said that I thought you were acting like a liberal. I apologize that you took it away that I didn't mean for it to be taken. This is a political environment that we work in every day. Things are going to get heated. I am going to get angry, and that's never going to change. However, because you are an LFA family member, and you've been so invested here, both emotionally, spiritually, I guess, and financially, I would have to say that I am sorry. Now, I'd also like to say thank you. To the following people, we picked up our mail today. We had a lot of mail. And the following people not only sent gifts, which I will show once we get them all unwrapped and inventoried, but also donations through check. And I'd like to say thank you to the following people if you'll give me the moment. Jeff and Kim uh, Filippio, thank you very much. They sent a T-shirt that says, if you don't like Trump, you're not going to like me either. And also, this drawing from their grandson, who did not miss a Live from America show all summer long. It says Donald Trump 2024, a mean tweet and $1.87 gas prices, please. And their grandson drew a picture of Trump. How absolutely cool is that? Thank you so very much 
10 years old Logan drew that and did not miss a show all summer. Paula Pierce, God bless you for the lean. Lee Greenwood's uh, God Bless America Bible and your letter. Linda Ward, uh, Wardwell, thank you for the Bibles. The Bibles are always appreciated. We send so many of them out. Michelle McCabe also sent Bibles, beaded bookmarks, and a letter. Anne Tonzi, the Mike Lindell books, which we're going to give away to people until they run out. A thank you card and your donation. Al and Kara, Carol Morris, the women's devotional, the bookmarks, and the B-Day card for me. God bless you and thank you for the donation. Joan Lame, L-A-M-E. I doubt you are because you sent a donation out of your hard-earned money. Thank you. Terry Caston, a donation out of your hard-earned money. JB Cutbirth, thank you very much for your donation. Linda Wardwell, the donation. God bless you. Janel, uh, Jan... Excuse me, Janelle Mitten, God bless you. A thank you card from the Gateway Pundit for all of you donating and helping their legal fees, ladies and gentlemen. We got an actual thank you card from the Gateway Pundit for your help uh, in their attorney's fees fighting this Biden administration. Gene Havey, thank you for the letter and the donation. James Hanley sent a $500 donation and a letter. We're going to rethank him tonight because I only think he watches the night show. And Trisha Granger, thank you very much for your guys' financial support, your love, your donations, your kind cards, and your gifts. Nothing, nothing is more incredible than you and your love for God in this show. Thank you so very much. Let's get to our verse of the day, if you don't mind. Very powerful verse of the day today, which I have titled, Are your leaves and your petals wilting? Are your leaves and your petals, petals, petals wilting? I'm sorry, I'm so used to talking about Democrats. We say pedo a lot. I said, good morning and God bless. Do not forget that today is Telegram Coffee Talk Tuesday. Please follow my Live from America Telegram page and join it at 1 p.m. Eastern time today. If you just go to jeremyharrell.com, scroll down on the first page, click the Telegram logo on social media, it'll bring you right there. I want to also let you know that we are now funded through the first week of October by the grace of God and all of you. Thank you for all of your one-time and monthly donations on my website and by mail. The recent surge in online closed sales has helped us push ahead another week, which gets us through the first week of October. Every little bit helps from donations to your online sales and purchases to promo codes and our sponsors. God is providing a path for LFA TV. So thank you. Verse of the day comes from Psalm 63.1, which reads, Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you. As in a dry and weary land where there is no water. How many, and again, this is Psalm 63.1 for those who follow along. How many of you are gardeners? Please raise your hand in the comment section. If you're on Rumble or Getter and you're a gardener, Please raise your hand and let everybody know that you take pride in being a gardener. My wife loves to work in our gardens. Fruits, veggies, flowers, they're all God's blessings to us. I imagine my wife feels close to God when she's doing our gardening. It's therapeutic for her, and I get it. What is more wonderful than planting seeds for God to water? Let me ask you this. What happens when no rain comes? And you've been busy working and you haven't been able to tend to your garden? 
What happens when the sun is a, 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 a sweltering hot day, day after day after day, burning down on your garden? Well, your garden starts to look like it's struggling. The vibrant colors and the flower petals have become dull. The leaves on the fruits and the vegetable plants are wilting and becoming brown. Why is that? Why is that? Well, the plants are dehydrated and the constant beating down of the sun rays are causing them to shrivel up and die. These plants need water. They need God to provide the living waters essential to their growth and for them to reach their full potential. Starting to see where I'm going with this? Once you notice that, you hurry to the garden hose and you immediately start dousing the plants and dousing the flowers with what they need. Living waters. Same goes for you. Full circle. Here we go. The same goes for you. Without the word of God quenching the Holy Spirit daily, it starts to dry up and wilt away. The constant barrage of daily troubles represent the sun beating you down. Without living waters from God, you resemble the dried up, uh, dying garden out in your backyard. Your need, you need living waters daily in order to flourish and produce the fruit that God intended for you to produce. I live by this. No Bible, no breakfast. Meaning, read the word daily. Water your soul with the gospel daily. Only then can you save yourself from drying up and wilting away forever like your garden. In Jesus' name, we pray for this knowledge and this wisdom. Amen. Folks, how powerful is that verse? How powerful is today's morning newsletter? Don't deprive yourself of the living waters that God has intended for you to produce the fruit that he has intended for you to produce. Much like your gardens need the attention, they need the weeding. That means getting the sin out of your life. They need the attention, which is the watering, which is providing for them what they need, an environment to produce what God intended. And the same thing goes for you and your Holy Spirit. So don't deprive yourself of the gospel. Don't deprive yourself of the word of God every day. No Bible, no breakfast. Do that and watch your life change. Please remove your hats, and let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Father, say it with me, folks. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. And you know what I'm talking about. All you gardeners out there, you know what I'm talking about. SoCal Pistol just said, buy land if you can. We just bought four acres. I say that every day. I agree. My wife and I can't afford to buy land yet. Uh, or, or invest a ton of money into gold and silver because we don't have a ton of money. But we are doing things to become more local. We are doing things to become more self-sufficient. And we are putting our money where it belongs. And right now, that's with helping others. We've got 640 rumbles so far, but we've got 3,800 people watching. We need your action, folks. We need your action as we're getting into this first and foremost section of the day. And we need you to share the rumble link outside 
of your na- your main pro- uh, platforms. We need you to go to your getters. We need you to share it to your telegrams. We need to share it to your Facebooks and your Twitters. All hands are on deck in the first 15 minutes of Live from America. And let's get to our first and foremost section. Please lift up your cups and join with me in this slurp. And let's get to it. Here we go. A lot of breaking news, a lot of major news, a lot of, uh, of, of developing news that we need to get to today. And I know, I know that everybody on your friends and family list is going to want to hear this. So here we go. Last night, in case you did not see the craze of the breaking news last night and you wait for the morning show, this is going to be your breaking moment. Last night, FBI agent Tim DeBalt, Theobalt, Tibalt or Thibault, I don't know exactly how it's pronounced, T-H-I-B-A-U-L-T, Tim Thibault, who opened the Trump investigation into this raid, which ultimately was an illegal search and seizure at Donald Trump's home in Mar-a-Lago, was escorted from the FBI headquarters last night. By the way, he was also the FBI agent that was overseeing the beginning stages of the failed FBI kidnapping of Governor Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan. And he was also the FBI agent who was in charge of investigating voter fraud in the 2020 election and failed to do so. Now, in the beginning last night, when I posted this all over my social media, I said FBI agent Tim uh, Thibault, who was overseed or overseeing the, uh, the Trump raid was fired and escorted out of the building. There were conflicting reports in the beginning that said he was fired. Then it said that he was reassigned. Then it said he resigned. We're going to get into that. But let's get into the initial phase of last night's story, which was that he was escorted out of the building. He was the mastermind behind the affidavit to raid Mar-a-Lago. And he was a long, he has longtime connections to the Clintons and the Obamas, including a donor to both campaigns. Theobald was the director, or excuse me, was the FBI official who was assistant agent in charge, ASAC. When you see ASAC, that means assistant uh, agent in charge in investigating voter fraud in the 2020 election. What was the FBI doing to combat election fraud? Well, nothing, absolutely nothing. And this is the developing story of last night. Former Washington field office special agent in charge, Tim Theobald, was reportedly escorted out of the Bureau's headquarters on Friday of last week. So we got the news yesterday. It happened Friday of last week. But it all broke down the pipeline yesterday at 4.54 p.m. Amid whistleblower allegations that he showed political bias in his handling of politically sensitive investigations. And I want to remind you that if it wasn't for the very few remaining FBI agents who came forward over the last, well, since uh, August 8th, when Donald Trump's home was raided, we would not be here today. We would not be uh, to the point where we're unredacting things. We would not be to the point where a special judge or a federal judge has come in and said they intend to uh, provide a uh, special master. And we would not have seen Tim Theobald be removed from FBI headquarters if it wasn't for the brave men and women that still exist in the very dark corners of the FBI. Now, the Washington Times first reported eyewitness accounts that Mr. Theobald was seen exiting the Bureau's elevator last Friday 
escorted by two or three headquarters-looking types. Whistleblowers alleged that Theobald uh, uh, concealed the partisan nature of the evidence from the FBI Director Christopher Wray and Attorney General Merrick Gardenome Garland. How many of you uh, believe that? How many of you believe that Mr. Uh, Tim Theobald was the one in charge and Christopher Wray and Attorney General Merrick Gardenome Garland knew nothing about any of this? I highly doubt that. Matter of fact, I know that not to be true because of just past uh, processes and procedures that everybody in this lineup knew, including Obama, including Biden. So stop trying to pull one over on us. Tim Theobald is the fall guy for all of the major people in charge. Now, they said uh, he concealed the partisan nature of the evidence from FBI Director Ray and Attorney General Garland to secure their approval to open investigation in former Donald Trump, uh, former President Donald Trump. Now, we know this to be a lie because Merrick Gardenome Garland had to go out there and said, I, the buck stopped with me. I was the one who approved all of this. The investigation culminated, of course, in the FBI's illegal search and seizure of Donald Trump's home. Now, the public release of the affidavit that accompanied the search warrant revealed that the warrant application relied heavily on information from news articles, including CBS Miami hit piece titled Moving Trucks Spotted at Mar-a-Lago. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. The, Fed, the, the Federal Bureau of Investigations working in hand, uh, closely with the DOG, DOJ, hand-in-hand hand with the federal uh, archives, basically took news stories from CBS and ABC, coupled together with what they knew President Donald J. Trump had, and then assumed he had more, and used what they did know he had, with, in conjunction with the failed and fake CBS reporting, and they put together this plan to basically shake down Mar-a-Lago to see what Donald Trump had on them. Iowa Republican Senator Chuck Grassley confirmed to Just the News John Solomon prior to the raid that Theobald had been removed from his post and reassigned to an unspecified position. Reassigned? Fall guy? Clinton? Who knows what happened to the guy in reality? But the fact of the matter is, that is what they're saying now. So what, this is, what, what you're really seeing here, ladies and gentlemen, is that Merrick Gardenome Garland knew about it. Christopher Wray knew about it. Biden knew about it. Obama knew about it. This is the deep state's attempt to try to take down Donald Trump as a major political party leader who, know, who they know is going to come back and who's going to win the 2024 election and all of his candidates are going to win the 2022 midterms. They're spooked. They got scared. And this is them trying to prove to the public that they're actually not the bad guys and they're holding people accountable. Who are the people? The people are the fall guys. Now... Having said that, President Donald J. Trump did respond to the reported resignation of the anti-Trump FBI agent who opened the investigation. Now, he's calling us a resignation. The reports are saying it's a reassignment. I heard first he got fired. Which is it? We still don't know. We still don't know. But we're going to get to President Trump responding when he said, Wow, I assume this ends the fake witch hunt, correct? The special agent 
in charge has been removed from his post based on his concealing the partisan nature of the evidence presented to secure the FBI's investigation into the 45th president of the United States, me, which culminated in their unprecedented and unnecessary raid and breaking of my home at Mar-a-Lago. Thank you to the FBI for taking this important step towards sanity. Excuse me, Mr. Trump. I understand what's going on here and I understand perception is reality and everything is optics, 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 but I wouldn't be thanking the FBI for taking this important step forward uh, toward insanity. He knows long, he knows just as well as we do, folks, how far this goes up. I digress. This is just Trump being Trump. During a hearing in early August, members of the Senate Judiciary Committee pressed FBI Director uh, Christopher Wray over the FBI Assistant Special Agent Timothy Theobald. One of the reasons that Theobald came under fire was for his partisan social media posts. The second reason was allegations that he had downplayed and discredited negative information about Hunter Biden during the 2020 election. We're going to get to the Hunter Biden stuff here in a minute. You're not going to want to miss that. Now, Politico, in all of their loserness, reported, speaking at a Senate Judiciary Committee oversight hearing, Ray appeared to condemn the actions of Timothy Theobald, who said that the FBI assistant special agent in charge at the Washington field office, um, who said he was the FBI special agent in charge until recently. Ray, on Thursday, didn't definitively confirm or deny the allegations against Theobald, and seemed to be trying to preserve his ability to act as an impartial decision maker on potential discipline against the agent. However, the FBI director stressed that the actions Kennedy was describing were not representative of the FBI. Too bad, so sad, it's too late, Christopher Ray. The buck stops with you. It's too late. Now, I want to go to what Cash Patel told Tucker Carlson on Tucker Carlson's show and, 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 and Cash Patel does exactly what we've been saying. Tells you exactly why the FBI did this. And it was all because Donald Trump has documents that implicate not only the FBI, but also Obama and Biden in the Russia hoax. Now, other people are saying that Donald Trump also has Documents that prove that Fluvid-19 was exactly that, the flu. And they used it to oust and, and plan a coup against Donald J. Trump. I don't know if that's true or not. But what I do know is true is what we reported two days after the raid, which is they were down there to get documents that prove that the Russia, Russia, Russia gate and the spying of President Donald J. Trump was all a politically motivated and illegal Use of our alphabet agencies to take down Donald J. Trump before he even took the reins on January 20th, 2017. Well, the current FBI director, Chris Wray, was the FBI director when we ran the Russiagate investigation, and he had the opportunity then to expose all the corruption at the FBI, and he failed, and he's been covering up since. Look, we said since the beginning, we got out 60% of the documents for the Russiagate investigation, 40% remain. President Trump declassified those specific documents, and this entire raid on his house, I believe, was to prevent the disclosure now that the government gangsters are back in charge of their corrupt activities from Russiagate on down, because now that they 
they have an open FBI counterintelligence investigation, they will shield any, re uh, redact any release of documents because they will say we have an open investigation. Congress has a lot of work to do, and I'm glad whistleblowers are coming forward. They need to be All right, there you go. So. so there you go. They did this so they could confiscate what they knew Donald Trump had and anything that they might have not known that Donald Trump had. Why? So they could say that this is an ongoing investigation and they could put a shield around these documents so that when we take over in 2022, they're going to limit what they give this new MAGA Congress to investigate because they're going to say it's already an open investigation. Do you understand the game that's being played here? It wasn't to take Donald Trump down so much. That's why you've not seen an, ind an indictment. And that's why you won't see an arrest of Donald Trump. It was meant to do two things. Secure the documents that exposes Obama, Biden, and the FBI, and the DOJ, and the NSA for all of their illegal crimes. That was the number one thing. And to shield it so that the public can't see it. And number two, to keep Donald Trump's name through the cycle of a 24-hour smear campaign. This isn't anything new. I'm not exposing new information to you. You and I knew this two days after. Hell, we knew it a day after. But now you are armed with all of the arrows in your quiver that you need when your dummy leftist Democrat friends, co-workers, and family members try to tell you that Trump, the walls are closing in and this is finally it. We've got him. You don't have shh, nothing, right? You don't have shh, anything at all. Thank you, Cash Patel. Jeremy, we heard this news last week. I know. That's why I said it's not new news. But the fact that the FBI is removing people and the fact that the DOJ, which I'm about to tell you next, is begging this new Trump judge to reconsider appointing a special master in this case is all comes down to the one thing and the one thing only. They are trying to shield themselves from their own crimes. And every single day this plays out proves that we were right two days after, after the raid and proves <clears throat> that everything that we've said from the very beginning about the election interference and the FBI and Biden and Obama is 100% true. And we've got the evidence. And they're going to try to shield it. We're at 919 rumbles. We've got loud majority in the building. Sean Farish, show him some love and let's get to that 2,000 rumbles and those 5,000 viewers. Here we go. Yesterday, I reported to you that a Trump-appointed judge in South Florida has inserted herself into the case via a, uh, the documents and the, the legal documents and case uh, and motions that Trump's attorneys filed to have a special master so we can get, a judge, get rid of Judge Epstein Reinhardt, right? Well, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, the DOJ, the Department of Justice, is now begging the court's permission to file a 40-page response to the special master request. Do you know what the, the DOJ is trying to do here? They're trying to stop the Trump-appointed judge from appointing a special master because if a special master judge is appointed, that judge will unredact literally everything outside of national security risk, real national security risk, not their fake ones that they're claiming is real. 
and will expose everything, everything. And then they don't get their little magistrate anymore in Judge Bruce Epstein Reinhardt. A magistrate is just a lawyer who was rejected. Here, we'll give you this, but we're not going to give you a judge position. You crooked piece of crap. The DOJ, ladies and gentlemen, knows what's coming down the pipeline, and they are begging. They are begging. They are pleading, please, please let us file a 40-page response. Why? You're dead to rights. Yesterday, Joe uh, Joe Biden's Department of Justice asked the court's permission to file a 40-page response to Trump's request for a special master. Justice Department officials requested court permission to file an extensive response to President Trump's special uh, master request. Quote, the government seeks to file a response up to 40 pages in length in order to adequately address the legal and factual issues raised by plaintiff's motions and supplement and the court's August 27th order requiring a response from the government, the officials wrote in a filing Monday. Trump appointed U.S. District Judge Eileen Cannon from the Southern District of Florida on Saturday announced the fact that she intends to appoint a special master which sent streaks down Merrick Garden Gnome Garland's underwear and Joe Biden's depends. Come on, man. Judge Cannon said the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago involved political calculations to diminish the leading voice of the Republican Party just months before the midterm election. Every attack on President Trump has been a political calculation to stomp out the voice of you and me and your children, the American people. Trump's lawyers last week filed the motion seeking the special master, and a hearing has been set for September 1st, and Judge Cannon gave the DOJ until today to respond under seal. What's the matter, Merrick Gardenome Garland? You begging a judge now? Oh, by the way, that's a Trump judge. So get on your knees where you belong and beg, you little garden gnome nerd. How do you like that? How do you like them apples? What's the matter? Who's doing the begging now? Huh? Who's crying now? You're trying desperately to throw people under the bus so it all doesn't come back to you. All of this walking the FBI agent out and everything, all of this is optics. This is just eye candy. So they can try to say, hey, we did everything possible because they know it's coming down the pipeline. And you know what that is? God. God's coming down the pipeline. And you and I know better than anybody on this planet. You can't beat God, so you might as well join him. And guess whose side God is on? That's right. That's right. 992 rumbles. 4,600 people watching on rumble. 1,400 people watching on getter. Let's go, LFA family. Let's go. We're done messing around. Completely done messing around. Now, while we're not, while we're (laughs) done messing around, I'd like to go ahead right now, if I could, and give our home title lock sponsor some love. Because every sponsor that I brought on this show to fill the gap of the 30% of income that we're not getting right now, thanks to Joe Biden, is meant to do something for you. It's meant to help you. It's not meant for me to just collect, you know, a $500 or $1,000 sponsorship for the month and say, hey, guys, go to them. They're giving us $1,000. I do it for a reason. We're killing two birds with one stone. I'm trying to protect you or show you a better way of doing things or show you where to spend your money where it's not some woke loser company. And at the same time, 
We're helping us grow. 65% of home title claims are fraud related. That means 65% of anybody out there that's got a problem with their title in their home, it's fraud related. I told you it was going fast. Your title and mortgage information all online, digital. Homeowners insurance doesn't protect you. Home title lock monitors and alerts you no matter what. U.S.-based title restoration experts. America's most trusted home title monitoring service. And guess who's most most at risk? Pretty much all of you. You want to know why? Because the majority of my audience, 80% of you, are over the age of 50. And most of you have owned your homes for quite some time. And that's what they're after. Equity, equity, equity. 6.8 billion records on file. 55 million people plus. 65% of the the claims are fraudulent, folks. So you know what you can do? You can go to hometitlelock.com slash LFA right now, and you can get a free $100 scan to see if this has happened to you. Again, you don't even know it sometimes until it's too late. Again, protect your home today. Go to hometitlelock.com slash LFA and see if you're a victim of it. Again, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know until it's too late. So you might as well get a free, hey, get something out of them, right? Get a free title scan. 4,625 people, folks. Woo! We're killing it. We got way more news to get to, so let's get to it. Now we've got to go to Pennsylvania for a minute. And I feel so bad for Pennsylvanians. They're literally stuck between a rock and a hard place with who they're going to vote for, aren't they? Aren't they? You've got John Fetterman, a guy who had a stroke, who's clearly not all there, And you've got Dr. Oz, who might have been one of the worst endorsements of all time. But by the way, we've got to get behind him. You've got to. That's your only choice. Now, if you want to rely on your dignity and your integrity and say, I'm going to write in who I think should be the winner, we will lose. We will lose. Because as it is right now, our electoral uh, process is not set up for you to write in somebody uh, out of pride and say, well, I'm going to stick it to the man. Okay, well, the man will be stroke-having, racist, clueless John Fetterman. Is that what you want? I am no fan of Dr. Oz. I've said it from the beginning. But he was the Trump-endorsed candidate for whatever reason. So Trump must have a deal with him or something. Long story short, John Fetterman, who clearly is not okay, clearly is not okay, His stroke has left him even more dumb and incompetent than he was when he was normal. Now we can add racism to the mix. Are you ready for this? Now we can have and add racism to the mix. John Fetterman is a racist. Let me say this again for the sake of the short clip that we're going to make out of this. John Fetterman, Senate candidate for Pennsylvania, opponent of Dr. Oz, is a racist. Now, do you remember when we showed that video where Prager, you went around and they said, is requiring an ID to vote racist? And pretty much every white person that they ever went up to said, yeah, it's racist. And they said, why is requiring a vote of an ID to vote racist? And every white person said, because not all of them have IDs, not all of who? Not all of them can get to the DMV or know where it is. What are you saying? Not all of them have the means or, or, or internet to even find out where the DMV is. Not all of them have the resources to get there, even though there's a DMV in every city everywhere. What are you talking about? And what do you mean all of them? Do you remember that video? 
and then PragerU went and 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 I um interviewed all the black people on the streets, and they said, "What are you talking about? I have ID. I have ID. I've always had ID, and every person I know has ID. Do you have a driver's license? Of course I do. So you clearly know where the DMV is, right? Yeah. Do you have internet at your home? Who doesn't? So basically, anybody out there that claims that voter ID is racist because they don't have access to them is a racist. That is the most disgusting racist statement that you and I have ever heard. I want to go to John Fetterman right now, proving to you that he is, in fact, a racist. Let's go ahead and play this, unfortunately, this John Fetterman video. And these other states that the right to vote is being suppressed, it's being curtailed. Sorry about the volume. It's being shaved off. In my own state, they are going to pass, uh, attempt to pass a, a constitutional amendment, making sure that universal voting ID for every time you vote not just when you sign up to vote, but every time you vote, because they understand that at any given time, there's tens of thousands of Pennsylvanians who typically typically are on the uh, are on the, the poorer side and, and are people of color that are less likely to have their ID at any one given time. They understand that that could shave up to anywhere. People of color are less likely to have their ID at any time because they're poor. Uh, let's go back to what I said last week. How many of you grew up on food stamps? Please raise your hand. How many of you grew up on welfare? Please raise your hand. Notice I'm raising my hand. How many of you grew up picking up cans up on the side of the street so you could take them to the bottle redemption center so you could have enough money to put $2 a gas and your broke down rusted Subaru that your five children don't fit in? How many of you ate potatoes and bread for months because that was all you could afford to get? How many of you got wick handed to you on your doorstep in a milk crate because you didn't have the money? I raised my hand to every one of those things. Guess what? I have had ID all the way back to when they gave you school IDs in school. I got a driver's license when I was 16. Do you know that my parents didn't take me to the DMV? I walked. To say that somebody doesn't have an ID because they're black is racist. Why is this so hard to understand? I feel offended by having hear, to hear that crap. I am so sick of these racist Democrats calling Republicans racist while they're literally saying racist things. I would never allow somebody to do that. Not face to face. Food stamps builds character. Being poor builds character. It doesn't make you stupid. You know what makes you stupid? Getting an allowance until you're 50 years old from your rich parents. That makes you stupid. You know what makes you stupid? Having a stroke and not fully recovering from it, but thinking you can run a full-on Senate campaign. You know what else makes you look stupid and act stupid? When you live with your parents in their basement until you're 30. You satanic, drugged-out, racist, scumbag John Fetterman. And you can take that to the bank. End short clip. You have to go on, uh, you have to have an ID and transportation to get food stamps. Amen. Amen. I paid for my very first car collecting cans. Amen. Bread, milk, and sugar for kids for lunch is when I grew up. Amen. Wick builds character. Amen. Stop judging people by the color of their skin. 100. 
Racist things all day long with these losers, says Lauren Cole. Amen. Saltine crackers and milk when we could afford the crackers. Hey, that's racist. I'm a saltine American. Bobby Neal says, damn straight. My dad was on disability and I got money. And then when he passed and how we are down to one, and now we are down to one income. My first job was at the age of 14. I milked cows and morning and night. Lauren Cole, I despise this guy. Being poor builds character. It does not make you stupid, John Fetterman. All right. We got to move on real quick. And before we move on to, to, to the next thing about COVID-19, I want to show you something. I want to go back to the FBI and I want to go back to the Donald Trump story for just a minute. I wanted to do this right after the last story before we went into Fetterman, but I've got to show you this. This proves right here, this Rasmussen report that I'm about to show you absolutely 100% proves that the FBI 100% meddled in the 2016, I mean the 2020 election and swayed the election. Now, while you look at this, you might not be able to see this very well. See if I can bring this up on the screen. Okay, here we go. Then you might be able to see it better now. All right. While you look at this, I want you to understand something. Let's take cheating off the board. Let's take the fact that the mail-in ballots and the machines ever cheated one vote. One vote. How many votes did, did, did Joe Biden miraculously win by? You know what I mean? What, like 6 million votes or something like that, even, if even that? All right. 81 million, apparently. Let's take cheating right off the table. Let's say that the machines did everything right. This is hypothetical. And let's say the mail-in ballots all traced back to real people. I want to read this for you. How closely, this is a Rasmussen report that was just put out, that was conducted in between March 22nd, uh, March 21st and March 26th, okay? How closely have you followed news reports about President Joe Biden's son, Hunter? Republicans, um... 51% said very closely. Democrats said 26%. And other, which would be independent or anybody else, 34% closely followed it. All right? Now I want to go down. The New York Times has recently admitted that emails about Hunter Biden's business um, dealings in foreign countries found on a laptop computer uh, that the president's son abandoned in Delaware computer uh, repair shop were authentic. How important is this story about Hunter Biden's laptop? Republicans said 75% of us say it's really, really important. Democrats, 26%, same as the previous. 46% other. 46% of likely voters. Do you know how many millions of people that translates to? Next question. How likely is it that Joe Biden was consulted about and perhaps profited from his son Hunter's overseas business dealings, including at least one involving a company in China. 73% of Republicans, 23% of Democrats, get this, 51% of other. Do you see the numbers? Staggering and shocking. Take cheating right out of the mix. The FBI's involvement in meddling in the 2022 ele- or the 2020 election was enough to sway the election, and that is why Donald Trump is calling for a redo or name the rightful rightful winner. Now check the last one out. If the media had fully reported on the story about Hunter Biden's laptop before the 2020 election, how likely is it that Joe Biden would have been the elected president? 
13% of Republicans said, yeah. 47% of Democrats said, yeah. 26% of others said very likely. That would, have sw- that, would have, that would have won the election for Donald J. Trump. So by the Rasmussen po- uh, poll alone, it tells us that of likely voters that Donald Trump would have won even with the cheating if the FBI had not meddled in the election. Do you understand how incriminating this is for our once sacred FBI, the Federal Bureau of Incompetence? Sickening, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely sickening. And Donald Trump is right. Overturn the election right now or have a new election, a special new election. It's it's been done before. It can be done now. Now. We've got to go and we've got to discuss Fluvid-19 real quick because as of right now, Fluvid-19 is dead. Fluvid-19 is dead. I refuse to call it COVID anymore. It is Fluvid-19. As of right now, today, August 30th, 2022, as I sit here right here in New Hampshire, the CDC has reversed everything pretty much to align with what we have all got canceled and harassed for for the last two years. The UK, last week, Silently yesterday, last week I should say, removed the guidelines that a woman who is pregnant should not, they, they are saying now that the guidelines are saying they should not take the vaccine if you're pregnant. Google and YouTube has changed its policy to align with everything that got me canceled for life from their platform and harassed just like you. Our military is still being harassed and booted out of the, uh, the, the service that they signed up for. As of right now, ladies and gentlemen, today, any unvaccinated Coast Guard cadet has been ordered to vacate the campus within 24 hours. Thank you, Jim Hoff, for this story. Let's get into it. After receiving notifications of the final military uh, adjudication of their cases, Coast Guard cadets who sought a religious exemption from the military's Fluvid-19 vaccine mandate were ordered to leave the campus within the next 24 hours. The cadets' RAR appeals, religious exemption requests, were denied in May. In June, the Coast Guard Academy notified unvaccinated cadets that they would be disenrolled. The cadets appealed the disenrollment, but the Academy did not reject the appeals until August 15th, the day before my birthday. The Academy didn't notify the cadets of its decision until August 18th, three days later, when it ordered them to leave by August 19th the following afternoon. When military members are denied their RARs for, vac- for vaccine mandates, they're allowed to appeal the denials. If their appeals are denied, then the military begins the process of separating them from the service. After being ordered to leave within 24 hours of being notified uh, that their disenrollment appeals were denied, the seven unvaccinated Coast Guard cadets had to pack up everything and figure out how to get themselves and their belongings home before the deadline. One cadet uh, told Just the News yesterday, because the cadets haven't been disenrolled yet, they can't leave their Coast Guard to look somewhere else for a job or education. The cadet said that it's too late to transfer to another college at this point in this semester and that not all military academy credits transfer over anyways. The academy has not told the cadets what the next steps are for their disenrollment or when they will occur. Even if the academy lets them back, they have already fallen behind in their classes, according to the cadet. Do you see how sickening this is, folks? Fluvid-19 is over. 
As a matter of fact, we now know because of the reversal of the CDC guidelines, because of the reversal of the policies at Google and YouTube and Facebook and others, the, the vaccine is more harm right now than the actual fluvid itself because it's just the flu. And that is why they're reversing course everywhere because as we've said for the last week, their entire plan is to blame the rushed vaccine on Donald J. Trump. Even though, even though we know that Joey Applesauce and the left have been the ones telling you, get the vaccine or else you're dead and we're going to kill you, basically. It's a little bit of a over-exaggerating, but you understand what I'm saying. They're going to turn this around and say Donald Trump pressured the FBI or the FDA to release the COVID vaccine. Guaranteed. Why? Because the numbers are finally coming in. Coming in. And they're sick in the head for doing this kind of crap. Now, I want to play a video for you before we get into the actual updated stats of what the vaccine is doing. Real stats. And this is why they're using these stat, uh, statistics to overturn everything that they ever said for the last two years. We'll get to that in a minute. But before we do, I'd like to go to this video of yesterday of Mean Jean Corrine Pierre herself, White House press secretary, absolutely getting stuck on stupid once again because of Fox News' Peter Ducey. Fox News' Peter Ducey, as much as I can't stand Fox... Thank God for Peter Ducey, because if it wasn't for Peter Ducey, I don't even know why she continues to call on the guy, because every time he does, he ends up, she does, he ends up folding her like a lawn chair, making her stuck on stupid more than Rain Man. Ladies and gentlemen, watch this yesterday interaction between Peter Ducey and Mean Jean Corrine Pierre, the garbage pail kid of the White House. How come migrants are allowed to come into this country unvaccinated, but world-class tennis players are not? Are you you're talking about which world-class tennis player? Novak Djokovic. So, as far, <laughs> you know, just to just since you asked about me about him, you asked me about him. So, visa records are confidential under U.S. law. Uh, therefore, the U.S. government cannot uh, discuss the details of individual visa cases. Uh, due to privacy reasons, the U.S. government also does not comment on medical information of individual travelers as it relates to uh, the tennis, uh, the tennis play, uh, player. Look, uh, those the questions regarding vaccination requirements is, 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 I defer you to CDC. This is a CDC uh, requirement for foreign nationals. Uh, this is something that they decide. Uh, this is, uh, so this is something that is up to them. The U.S. Open and their participant protocols. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To Listen them. to what they Peter have their own says specific next. protocols as well. But so they're two different things. They're two different things. But so are, how is it two different things? Somebody unvaccinated comes over on a plane, you say that's not okay. Somebody walks into Texas or Arizona unvaccinated, they're allowed to stay. But, Why? But that's not how it works. Like we actually no. Well, I know that that's not what you guys want to happen, but that is what what is happening. But that's not. It's not like somebody walks over and <laughs> that's not that's, that's not exactly how. Exactly what's happening. That's exactly we, what's happening. Thousands of people are walking in a day. Some of them turn themselves over. Some of them are caught. Tens of thousands a week are not. That is what is happening. It's not like people are just walking over the border. Hey, Garbage Pail Kid, would you like me to show you the hours upon hours upon hours of footage that Ben Berkwam alone has of people doing exactly what you said they just not doing? How about the hours of footage that Savannah Hernandez has? Would you like me to call up my friends and get the hours of footage proving you wrong? Or I should say proving you a liar 
What is wrong with the garbage pail kid of the White House? Why can't she just get her sh- together? Why are people allowed to walk over the border with COVID, but they're not able to fly in? Well, <laughs> I just, uh, uh, look, a squirrel. I don't know the answer to that, she says, basically, with her non-answer. Now, are you ready for this? Ho, 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 ho. You ready? I've got to thank Dr. Anastasia Maria, uh, Maria Lupus for this. You ready for the real stats, folks? You ready for what? Uh, beating Fluvid-19 actually looks like? Yay, COVID is over. No, 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 no. The beginning of the problems of the Fluvid vaccine are very real. Ready for this? Here we go. Thank you, Dr. Anastasia Maria Lupus. A 279% spike in miscarriages, which is why the UK silently changes guidelines on pregnant people taking the vaccination. We reported on this literally a year and a half ago. 487% spike in breast cancer, 551% spike in Guillain-Barre syndrome, 269% spike in myocardial uh, infarction, excuse me, 468% uh, spike in pulmonary embolism, 291% spike in Bell's palsy, 437% spike in ovarian dysfunction, 680% spike in multiple sclerosis, and let's not forget that the leading cause of death around the world in major cities right now is I don't know. I'd like to pat you all on the back for knowing this the entire time. It's amazing that stupid people like us, regular everyday peasants like you and I, were smarter than the most revered virologists in the world, Dr. Burks and Dr. Uh, Ratface Fauci. Amen? Let's not forget to add to the list of a, uh, we don't know why everybody's dying. Sudden adult death syndrome. Yeah, we know why. We know why. Thank you, Dr. Anastasia Maria Lupus. Thank you very much for exposing the real stats of the vaccine, which are a whole H-E double hockey sticks a lot worse than the uh, stats of Fluvid-19. What do we have? One person die in the country from it yesterday? Get out of here. Get out of here. One person die. Fluvid-19 is over. Vaccination-19 is what we have to worry about next. But one thing you do not have to worry about is how high your cell phone bill will be if you switch to Pure Talk right now. As a matter of fact, I think my wife and I are going to be able to get out of this because Pure Talk does have a buyout clause, depending on where you are with your contract, so that you can go with them and get away from the carrier that's destroying your pocketbook even worse. How many of you had your cell phone bill go up along with your gas, along with your rent, and along with everything else? New fees. Well, if you switch to uh, Pure Talk today, puretalkusa.com, well, then you don't have those hidden fees. You don't have those rising fees. It's $35 a month you can lock in for talks, text, and uh, what's the other one? Data, talk, text, and data. You get 50% off your first month bill if you put in the promo code Jeremy. You talk to an American when you call with a problem in Georgia, and the company is owned by a U.S. veteran who loves the Constitution. What better reason do you have to go, uh, do you have to trade in now and go to Pure Talk? Go there today, half the cost, same bandwidth, same speeds, and it's done here in America. 
Go to puretalkusa.com slash, or promo code, I should say, Jeremy. All right. We need to call this distillery. Remember that? You guys want to share the video now because we're about ready to call this distillery. You ready? Here's the number, folks. 817-203-0623. Why did I wait till almost the end of the show to do this? I wanted to make sure that there was somebody working. If you don't remember what this distillery is, this is Anderson Distillery and Grill. Anderson Distilleries and Grill in Texas. This distillery and bar and grill allowed a drag show with children to be protected by armed Antifa members. We reported on this last night, right? Let's give them a call. Let's see if we can get a statement from them. Now, I'm not going to call and be rude, so don't expect me to call and go Alex Jones on them. Although I should. Although I should. Don't expect me to call them and say this. A defiler. A betrayer. A backstabber. A devil. Don't expect me to call them and say this. He is your enemy. I see you enemy. I see you enemy. No. Enemy. Enemy. You are my enemy. No, I and I it. swear total resistance to you and Alex, everything I've Alex, got. Alex, Alex. I'd like to have Alex Jones work for me just to be in the, in the studio. Anyway, um, I'm going to do it on uh, speakerphone. So if you don't hear it, I'm sorry. But we'll try to get it as much best as we can. Again, 817-203-0623-817. 203-0623, and I expect all of you to do it as well. Here we go. Hi, you reached Anderson Distillery and Grill. We are finally open and ready to serve you. If you'd like our address, please dial 1. If you'd like someone in the front of the house, please dial 2. Or if you need somebody back in accounting, please dial 3. Thank you, and have a great day. Please wait a moment while we connect your call. Press two or three, whatever. Anderson Distillery and Grill, can I help you? Yes, hi. Uh, my name is Jeremy Harrell. I'm actually calling with Real America's Voice News. I was hoping to talk to somebody there and get a statement about the recent uh, a drag event that was uh, protected by armed Antifa members. Uh, well, you know. Yeah, hold on a second. Where are you at from? Real America's Voice News. My name is Jeremy Harrell. Sorry, this stupid phone breaks up. It's all right. You got a uh, pen? Go yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's Jeremy Harrell, H-E-R-R-E-L-L. And I'm with Real America's Voice News. And I'd just like to get a statement from somebody as to, you know, it's been, it's been making national news, so obviously we want to see what's going on down there. And why uh, armed Antifa members were, were uh, you know, felt they need to, needed to uh, secure the event that way and have uh, snipers. That's kind of, kind of odd. Have what? They had snipers on the parking garage adjacent. <laughs> Did you know that? Uh, oh, that's funny. Uh, it, funny because, no, funny because you didn't know I... it was real or funny because they did that? Well, they had where they were sitting up there and watching with long guns. What do you call that? Uh, just watching. Uh, you know, basically, those guys came out on their own. They had started a protest because they don't like the lady who did the original protest. My God, it gets confusing as hell. 
you know, basically the the protesters who were originally coming, the the protect uh, Texas children. Yep. Whenever they show up in an event, I am being told from that group that they often are accompanied by uh, extremists on that side. So they came out to, to uh, on their own to protest the protesters. So, so is it a circle? I don't know. So this wasn't like security that the uh, that you guys or or the uh, the event that was being held there, uh, you know, had come out or hired or anything like that. Because I think that's where the confusion is. No, that's what I'm saying. They offer. So I'll give some feedback. Okay. We tried very. We tried for two weeks to get off-duty officers in our place of business. Yep. Because that's the way I wanted to go. But they are all stretched so thin that none of them could actually give us any type of security. These guys reached out at the last minute, said, hey, we've dealt with these groups before. We're going to be here. They were coming no matter what. So we said, that's great. Uh, when they got here, I said, hey, this is, you know, this is a little scary looking. You guys go to the, you, can y'all go back to your car area and let's just see what happens. They were very, very supportive, said yes. And they really didn't come back until one of the protesters on the other side showed up in tactical gear with a baseball bat with barbed wire around it. And that was one of the protesters for against the, the drag queens, you're saying? Yes, sir. Okay, 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 okay. So, and, and, I get, and I get that there's probably crazy people on both sides, but, you know, the country's talking about this whole thing with, you know, armed guns and how the people were up on the parking garages. And it's, you know, imagine just for, just for you know, just for sakes, imagine if that was like, a, you know, like a MAGA rally at your distillery or something and there was armed patriots on the garage. You know, that would have had FBI there. So people are just, you know, just, they're wondering what involvement you had. And it sounds like you were just holding an event, which you have the right to do whether it's drag or not, and everything outside was just beyond your control. Is that what we're... That's basically what I'm saying is. Now, I will also say that, you know, I don't know if you watched the complete videos of all the protesters. And here, here's one of the problems I have. The, the people who came out in support of us don't know them really that well, but they seemed they had good intentions. Right. Okay? But if you watch the video, they basically created a wall of people. And when those guys on the other side started coming over here screaming and yelling at children and adults and banging on the windows, they tried to create a wall of people to keep them away to give the police time to get over here. They were screamed at. They were yelled at. And not one of them started a blow. They tried to be as peaceful as possible. So when the guy, when everybody calls them Antifa, I, I don't really know what the hell that means personally. Well, they were, they were, the, they were from the Antifa group. They were from the Antifa group. But here's my deal. That's a giant label, I think, that's got slapped. The Antifa group that I think of that did the rioting, in uh, was Portland, would that group have stood there and taken that abuse without 
flinching or without resorting to violence? Well, first of all, they actually were, they self-proclaimed Antifa. Antifa said that they were there yesterday. They were Antifa members. They might have been a different chapter, but they were Antifa members. My question is, though, is you were, you just said, you know, and I, and I, and I do thank you for talking to me. I'm not trying to, like, get a gotcha moment here. I'm just trying to understand. You just said that these people were yelling at adults and children. Why were children at a drag show at your distillery? That's the problem, I think. Well, all right. So let me ask you this. And to me, that is a immediate, um, it's a labeling as well. Yeah, pedophile. All right, all right, I'll tell you what, do me a favor. Yeah. I give my. I give you my email. Okay. jy at andersondistillery.com. It's out there. And, okay. Uh, I've got, hold on just a second. Jeremy Harrell. Yep. So here's my question. Yes. Send me... Send me more than five links showing a drag queen was arrested for any pedophilia. Because you know what? I've looked. I can find three or four. I know, but they're, just because they're not getting arrested, sir, doesn't mean that it's not pedophilia. Well, hold on. Now I want you to go out and do the same search and pick a religion and say and find links that religious leaders have performed pedophilia it's easy to slap a label on them but unfortunately true pedophilia is is all over the place and shouldn't just be labeled to a certain group because you don't like them it's not about being labeled to a certain group but uh sir it's about what these drag queens are having these kids do with putting dollars in their g-string and watching them you know dance and twerk and, and and be very provocative and sexual that is a form of pedophilia. That's grooming. It might not be pedophilia, but it sure is grooming. And the fact that you agree with grooming is kind of concerning as a business owner. You know, I'm sure you make good spirits there, but, but hell, having groomers in your establishment like that, that's a little, that's a little provocative, don't you think? You know, and, I, and, and I'm sure, like I said, if you're going to do a gotcha moment, you're going to do a gotcha moment. But I hope to, I would hope that you were honest. I'm gonna if I if I if I say anything about what's going on, I'm gonna say everything that we said back and forth to each other. I'm not CNN. It's gonna be the full conversation. I'm not like that. I just want you to say your piece and me to say my piece. But it sounds like to me you're saying it's not pedophile because nobody got raped, but it is grooming. No, that's not. No, that's not what I'm. All right. So let me ask you this. I got a, I got a question for you. Have you ever been to a football game? Yep. I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. Have you ever watched the cheerleaders? They yep. are in skimpier outfits than anything you would have found in here yesterday. Jumping around all over the place with their pom-poms. Rubbing all over children and hugging on them and etc. No, 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 no. I'm not going to let you do that. I'm not going to let you compare pedophiles and groomers to cheerleaders wearing skirts, okay? The groomers are literally there stripping and, and maybe not stripping down, maybe not stripping down, but stripping down to a point where you see their boobs, this, that, and the other. They're allowing children to put dollars in their G-string. Are you really going to compare that to cheerleading, bro? What do you mean? It's a drag show with children. What do you think they're doing? Playing Dora? The deal is... All right, let me, let me ask you this. Do you believe there are things as R-rated movies and PG movies? Of course there are. Yes. Why? Because you can make a differential 
between each of those forms of entertainment. You can have a PG movie, and you weren't here to visit and to see it. You're coming in from the outside. There was no stripping. There was no gyrations. There was no G-strings anywhere. What? The one drag queen had a full-on sequin dress. It just happened to be people who like to sing and dance. All right. Why is that bad? Because it's because the whole dra- the whole premise for a drag show is sexualization. It's showing one one sex dressing up as another sex to sing and dance. The whole premise around it is sex. So when you put a kid in that environment, it's a sexualization environment. It, and it is a form of grooming. And yeah, I get it. Pa- some parents don't care about it. But the fact of the matter is you're setting those kids up for such a, a such an indoctrinated transgender, I don't know what I am, which leads to so much depression, so much uh, suicide. And it's just a revolving door and a domino effect. So, so you might not call it um, a strip show. You might not call it, a, you know, a pedophiles because there's no sexual acts going on. But to compare it with cheerleading at a football game, that's a stretch. That's a stretch. And it's a you big stretch. And you know what? You should have drag queen shows at your distillery. It's your establishment. And this is America. And the last I checked, it was still free. But to allow kids in there, that's where people cross the line. And that's why you had protesters there because of the kids. No, you know what's funny? You know what's funny is everyone who calls like you, eventually they let it know that it's not so much the kids, it's the drag queens themselves that they have. No, it's not. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all at all. Matter of fact, I go way back to high school with somebody who still dresses in drag now down in Provincetown, Rhode Island, and guess what? We still get lunch once in a while. But they're against the kid portion of it. It's not the. It's stop trying to make it like it's the like it's the the groomers that we're mad at, or the or the or even the, the cross dressers. It's the it's the fact that kids are involved. If you had no kids there, nobody would have cared. Nobody would have batted an eye. Okay, you know what? I I, I can agree to disagree. Okay. But you know what? Let me ask you this: A person's dressed up. In any type of costume. So are you going to tell me that Barney is now a furrier? If Barney is letting kids stick dollars in his ass crack, then yes. Okay. All right. So that didn't happen here. So there was no dollars in G-strings because there wasn't any. So you're telling me that none of these drag queens touched a kid, gyrated on a kid, got a kid up there to dance with them or any of that stuff? Yes, a kid might have gone up there and danced with him if they so wanted. Well, there you go. There you go. You're 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 trying to you're trying to normalize this sexualization of children by by comparing it to Barney and cheerleaders, and you have to understand that that's not reality. You have to understand that that's not. You can't do that and, and expect me to go. Oh yeah, okay. I mean, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a radical here. I'm not a radical Christian or anything, but I am a parent of five. And would you, I would never let my kids around something at that under 18 years old. Over 18, you can go dance with aliens and have sex with them. I don't care. But under 18, that's sick. That's sick. I know it. I mean, I'm, look, I don't, I don't dislike you and I don't hate you, but this, this whole thing that's going on in our country right now, we've got to draw the line that it's kids that we're worried about, not the cross-dressers or the drag queens. And I want you to know that the majority of the people that were there yesterday was because it was kids. If, it wasn't, if, it, if that's not the case, then you would see Provincetown, Rhode Island on fire every single night. You're, 
here, here's my deal. All right, here, I got a, I got an answer for you on that side. You know what? My son was the host. Okay. Are you mm -hmm. still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Got the phone's gone off left and right because everybody has to call and say there are two pieces. And but my son was the host of the drag show. All right. I know a lot of those performers. I know a lot of the pain and suffering they have felt because they simply like to do the stuff they do. They don't have an agenda. They don't want your children. They want to sit and do the things that give them joy. So every time somebody dumps and says, you must not be good because you're doing this, all it's doing is causing more harm. Had you come to the show? Well, let me tell you this way. The comptroller's office came to the show the Texas Comptroller's Office, because they're in charge of the SOB rules. They said, this is fine. There is nothing here illicit. There is nothing here uh, sexual. It's just a show. So, were they wrong? Well, okay. Nope, that's a very good point. And, and 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 since we're having a conversation, allow me to allow me to retort on that. Um, yeah, do you do? No, so do I. And this is this is great. I love doing this, regardless of where we stand. Do you think that a woman should have a right to choose to have an abortion? I think there are circumstances. Yes. Okay. No, 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 no. Let's just let's just call it like that. So, do you think it was wrong for the Supreme Court to overturn Roe v. Wade? Okay, now do you think... Let me, let me ask you this. No, hold on, hold on. I got to prove my point. I got to get to my point and then you can ask me, all right? Do you, believe that there, do you believe that there are crooked police officers out there that kill black people when they shouldn't? I believe that... Are there? Have there been? I am sure there has. Okay, and do you believe that there are corrupt law enforcement? Because what I'm getting at here is just because your comptroller office or your local law enforcement said that nothing is going on here... That doesn't mean that nothing's going on here. And again, you might say that nothing went on sexually. But where half the country stands is that exactly what happened at your establishment is the sexualization of children. So all I'm asking you, sir, today is I don't think we're going to get anywhere other than having a peaceful conversation with this. All I'm asking you is this. You have a distillery. I used to be a manager of a distillery called Vermont Spirits, okay? I know what a distillery is. I worked at one for five years. I loved it. We serve spirits there. There's alcohol there, okay? It's an alcohol environment whether you were serving it or not. And you're having drag queens doing sexual performances because they are dressing up in another gender. Now, whether they're there to hurt somebody or whether they're there not to hurt somebody, the whole thing here is kids. Can I at least get a commitment from you that you're not going to allow children in your establishment for this kind of stuff and show a little bit of integrity and meet somebody halfway? ask you a question now before I answer that. Okay, just make sure you answer. I will. Okay. I'll ask you a question. Okay. Do you believe in parental rights? Yes. Do you believe, hold on, do you believe that society as a general or the individual parent have rights over their children? Yes. Okay. So, if a parent 
wanted to take their child to Hooters. Is that acceptable? No. Okay. Hold on. Great. I love that answer. So, you're not Southern. And, and if you repeat any of this, please don't. I'm not picking on a religion. No, I know. I don't. I, I don't think you're a hateful person. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't portray you as a hateful person to anybody. So okay. just, just know that. But so, have you been? Let me say it this way: Have you been to a strong? I will call it right wing because I. But I really hate labels like that. Have you been to a strong right wing fire and brimstone uh, sermon before? No. Okay, I have. I grew up in Pasadena, Texas. There is a group. I won't name them. Just I don't want to be quoted as hating on someone. But I went to several of those sermons as kids. Scared the shit out of me. I came home crying because I was going to hell no matter what I did. My mother said, you know what? I support you going to check out these religions. You're going to go over here to this one now. Okay? So, do you believe that a child should be subjected to a scary-as-hell fire-and-brimstone religious event if their parents want them to? Well, no, I don't think I don't think they should. I think they should be I think they should only be taught the gospel as the gospel is written. And if the gospel tells you you're going to hell because you're doing certain things and you continue to do those things until you die, that's not fire and brimstone scaring children to death. That's the truth. But if you're talking about you're going to die and burn if you don't do this, that no, I don't agree with. Okay. Now, I believe that I believe that's child abuse. Well, I was the same place. I'm, 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 I'm the same. I was always the same place at the CDC and Google and YouTube have just changed their guidelines to. They didn't work. They did more harm than good. And they should have never, ever, ever been forced on anybody. And that is per CDC right now. That's where I stand. I got you. I got you. But if a parent wanted their child, regardless, if a parent wanted their child to wear or not wear a mask, wasn't that their right? I don't believe that any harm towards a child is right over a parent's... Uh, so you ask me, does a parent have parental rights? Yes. I believe those parental rights go all the way up to uh, child abuse or breaking the law. If you're doing either one of those things, I don't think your parental rights trump child abuse or breaking the law. And I believe that masking your child without a medical reason to do so, because we knew that the the science was bull then, just like we know now, then I believe that was abuse. So no, I don't think a child should have been forced to be masked by their parents. Okay. So, but let's go back to the Hooter one, because that's an easier one. Are you calling every single Hooter that allows a child in because there's, quite honestly, the number of PG events that are drag shows for children are very small. The number of children who go into a Hooters are huge. Yeah, okay, but here's the deal. While I think that Hooters is wrong and, show, and parents shouldn't take their kids there, the Hooters people are not getting the kids out of their seat and dancing provocatively with them and making the child... Uh, 
kind of kind of immor immortalize them or sensualize them in any way based on the way they're dressed provocatively to get men's attention. So you're 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 you are comparing apples and oranges here with these questions because you're not comparing it with something that's equal. Now I've answered about 17 of your questions. Can we go back to my question? Can you at least meet the public halfway and say we're not going to allow children at least over the age of 16 in our establishment for that kind of stuff? simply because of the parental right issue. That's my problem. Okay, but you are a, an establishment that, that makes and sells alcohol, and you have sexualized events in there. It's very simple to say, you know what, we probably shouldn't be exposing children to this, even if their parents think it's okay, because parents are wrong sometimes too, like the ones that take their kids to Hooters. I mean, I think it's a very, very easy thing to say, you know what, I think that's a good 50-50 middle of the road. I, this is all about business for me. I want my business to grow. I don't want to be, you know, labeled and targeted by crazy right-wing extremists. I think this is a good middle-of-the-road thing. I can give you the, uh, the, would you like the 1,252 uh, emails from outside? No, 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 no. But I would like your word as a man and as a fellow American here who has children that you're not going to expose children to this anymore. And if you can say that, I think that's a good step in the right direction. And we found common ground. Look, the best deals are the ones that neither side is truly happy, right? And I'm just saying, be a man of integrity here. It has nothing to do with drag queens or gay or transgender or straight or Christian or anything. It has everything to do with kids. And kids should be out doing different things. I, that's just my personal opinion. And about 150 million Americans who we all have to share this country with. So all I'm asking is just a, all I'm asking is to meet us halfway and at least say, you know what, no more kids under the age of 16. All right. So, and here's my problem. Here's my problem. And I'll give it to you straight. Again, if you watch the videos, it's no different than any seeing and dance group. You can call it whatever you want, but going around and singing and lip singing, I agree, can be very, very sexual. But I also disagree that it cannot be very, very sexual. That there is a line between the two. And just because you think it has to be sexual without actually coming, as a news reporter, have you actually been to, well, there aren't any yet, but would you go to a, a kid's drag show and, and see if you disagree? <laughs> that's, a, that's an unequivocal no. Why would you do that? Why would anybody do that? You're immediately slapping a label on yes. a form of entertainment. Yes, it's because I don't care if it's... It, you can call banging a horse a form of entertainment. They do it in Mexico. They do it in Mexico. Okay? That's a form of entertainment in Mexico. People having sex with horses. Okay? Just because you call it a form of entertainment doesn't make it any less, you know, risky to the child's uh, behavior at growing up. So I'll take this as you will not... You will not agree to at least say no children under the age of 16 going forward? I, well, no. I, you know what? Quite honestly, I can say, you know what? I can't unequivocally say that, that there will be no children under 18. Actually, I will hesitate and maybe say even 21. 
So you're going to you're going to you're going to commit right now so I can report that you are a man of integrity on national TV, that you are not going to allow any children into the establishment anymore unless they're just coming in accompanied by their parents to check out your store. No drag shows for children at your establishment anymore. Can I say that on my show tonight? I think that would be a major step forward for you. And I know, I know your son, I know your son might not like it, but you're not stopping drag shows. You're just dropping them for kids. Sir, I think that would be a massive integrity move for you, whether you believe in God or not. This is an American thing here. I, can I say that tonight, please? All right, can you give me, you, you got to give me a second because you know what? You're, you're balancing the $150 million you were talking about, and I'm balancing the whatever it is that I respect. So hold, give me a second. I really got to think this one through. So, and it's not an easy decision. It isn't an easy. It, it, it isn't an easy decision. But I know because you're thinking of it in your. I don't know you, but this has been a pretty great conversation, regardless of our personal beliefs. I think it's been great. I don't know you, but I can feel that you are a man of integrity, and I can feel just because of the fact that you're thinking about it lets me know that you that you think that I have a point here. And I'm not telling you to how to run your business or to stop drag shows. I'm just merely asking that you meet us halfway so that we can show that there is a good side to what you're promoting. There is a good side. It's not about just sexualization of children, and we're going to prove it, and Anderson Distillery and Grill is going to make that stand right now. I think you would almost be the next level below a national hero if I could report that on Real America's Voice tonight. I mean, I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm trying to find some common ground. No, no, and I appreciate that. Here, here's my problem, and, and, I, and, I am, and I am, you know what? We don't know each other, but I actually seem to, I love anyone who has a real conviction. Um, and without looking you up and spending at least 30 minutes watching you, I don't know if it's real or if it's uh, clickbait. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm completely real. I am, a, I, am a, I am a Republican. I am a Christian. I do have five kids, but I go hard on the Republican side of things just as I do the Democrat side of things, which is why I'm not as popular as somebody like a Tucker or something. I hold everybody accountable, and that's just the way I am. And I don't want to push my beliefs on somebody else. I just want to push morals, integrity, and law on everybody else well see that's the rub though that's the rub that is the rub right there law i have no problem with it's easy whether you like it or not the law is the law the moral integrity that's a harder one for me is it though is it though yeah it is let me talk it through if you're willing to let me talk and i and i am i am uh what's the word when the uh you silicone in your head um, contemplating contemplating but I'm doing I'm going to do it verbally just so I can hear it and you can hear it um, I personally believe that the sexualization that people think from drag is their own uh, what's that uh, internal manifestation whatever the hell you want to call it opinion uh, well not opinion they're, they're, they're taking their prejudices I know it, it, I'm not using the right word. They're taking their all right, their faith, their opinion, their prejudices, lumping that all together into one giant-ass word. They are pushing that on as a, as a big screen to say, this is that, and it, you can't have any other way, right? That's what you're basically doing. You believe that no matter what, it's sexualization, right? Yes. Okay. But I'm not saying I want it my way and you can't have it any other way. No, no, I'm saying adults no, no, no. is fine. No, 
I'm, I'm, I'm siliquating. Give me a second. Internally, I say, hey, I don't believe in that. I believe that song and dance is song and dance. I'm not going to sexualize the cat in the hat in the furrier suit because I could do that because there are furriers out there. I could sexualize cat in the hat if I really wanted to. Right? Did you agree with that? Yep. Okay. So, here's my here's my dilemma. I understand where the majority of the world is. I understand where my heart is. It would and I'm and here's where I'm debating, and I'll be quite honest and I'd be interesting to see how this gets written up. Where am I changing my heart for a business decision versus my real heart? It would be easy for me to acquisition and say, you know what, I fucked up. I will never do this again. I don't believe in it. But then I'm, for my business, that would be great for my business, right? You, you guys would not use guys, but you know what I mean. The right side would jump up, shout, dance, oh my God. You know, we convinced him. But if I'm doing it just for my business, have I really let down a group of people who may be small, but are already damaged in many ways? Am I letting them down because I'm acquisitioning for a business purpose? Well, I would ask you this. Are you selling feelings at your business or alcohol? I'm actually, you know what's really funny? I mean, you haven't been here. We're really a restaurant that just happens to make its own alcohol. Okay, so are you selling feelings or food? I'm selling food. Okay, so what does it really matter when it comes down to meeting somebody halfway, not taking a stance of, no, I don't believe in this, not taking a stance of, well, i got to turn my back on the marginalized people that have already been through hell, not turning your back on anybody except for meeting the public's outcry halfway and saying, you know what, this is a business, so I do sell food. I don't sell feelings. So my personal feelings shouldn't matter in this, but I'm going to keep them in it enough to at least allow the marginalized to continue to have a place to feel free, if, if that's the word you want to use, but I'm not going to expose it to children. I'm going to let somebody reach the age of 18 and make their own decision because that's freedom. That's what, all, that's what I'm asking. So if there's a very easy way to make one side happy and the other side happy. Nobody is going to be completely happy, and those are the best deals. You've already put, you've already put yourself in a... Uh, You've already painted yourself in a, in a corner of you're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place because in this socio-political environment that we're in being so charged, charged, you know, this will be something that's run for days and days and days and days. I could bring you on my show tonight video and bring you on and say, you know what, we had a long talk today and this is where I stand now. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be down the middle of the both, both roads, but you know what, I'm going to say under this age, I just don't think it's, I don't think it's worth the trouble to do that. And, uh, and keep the doors open for everybody. That's just my personal opinion. And, and I would love, I would love to be the guy on the right wing who came together with somebody who everybody thinks is far, far, far left radical and show the country real, real, um, you know, coming together. Something Congress can't do, something nobody can seem to do. I would love to be able to do that. I think that would be a story for the ages, man. And I think, and I think in the end, and I think in the end, 
everybody would be happier, including your customers. You might get a little backlash here and there, but you're going to get backlash one way or the other. But you are keeping the doors and the opportunities open for everybody. You're just leaving the kids out of it. I don't think that's that difficult. Okay, so, all right, so I got, I got one more question again. Okay. You're, you're selling me. I'm, I'm anti-selling myself. I'm not trying to sell you, brother. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be an American with you here. I'm trying to show the world how the things should be done. And when this conversation is over, I'm going to pray with you before I leave. Okay. Uh, actually, I just had a prayer. I, 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 that's my thing. I am very super middle. I can hear it. I can hear it. I can hear that this is an issue that's near and dear to you because of, you know, your own personal experiences with your son and marginalized people. Look, I'm not here to marginalize anybody. I've been marginalized my whole life. I am complete trash, okay, that happens to have a show. But you know what? I'm a good father, I'm a good husband, and I'm a good American, and I'm a very, very easy person to get along with, and I'm trying to do something good here. I want you to meet me halfway, and together both of us can do something really good, I think. As I'm walking this through my head. Okay. The parents who brought their kids here, who had a good time, who don't think it's evil, mm-hmm. am I letting them down? You're or not saying, hey, you, hold on. Yep. You let you did something that was evil. If I say that I would never do it again, am I telling them, well, wait a minute, maybe what you did do was evil? No. A- am I? No, the word evil doesn't need to be in it because, you know, actual pedophilia didn't happen. This is what I believe is the road to stuff like that happening. So I'm just trying to prevent, you know, there's a lot. If you look up the statistics of transgenders and all this, they're trying to blame it on the fact that people have not, you know, been openly embracing to them. But really what it comes down to, if you dig deeper, is it's the fact that there's no real self-identity and that they're completely lost in who they are and they don't they don't know who they are, or who they want to be. And when they're one way, you got one society looking at them. When they're another way, you got one society looking at them. I do feel bad for the people stuck in that moment. It's not what I'm saying. And I'm not saying you need to sell it to the other side as what we did was evil. What you say is, look, we are an establishment that clearly uh, is a business. We, 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 we are a restaurant. We are a distillery. But we are now national attention. And what I'm trying to do here is say, hey, what we did, you know, having drag shows is not wrong. Okay? Having that way of life is not wrong. It's a personal choice and a personal opinion. But involving anybody whose brains are still developing and whose brains are still like sponges in, a, in, a, in an event that could be looked at as sexualizing children, we just want to stay away from that. Once those kids get 18, slap some lipstick on them, throw a dress on them, bring them down here, and let's have some good food and some good drinks. But until then, I got to stand on this for my business and for America. And, the, and you got, that's how you sell it. almost ready to sign the deed but I, I need I need a half hour to think would you give me that I, sir because of the fact that you entertained a 40 minute conversation with somebody you don't know who clearly has different opinions of you I would gladly give you a half an hour this is an important decision and I want you to make it for the right reasons you know alright well I'll tell you what I'm going to do I'm, I'm, I'm going to trust you I'm going to give you my cell phone alright hold on Hold on. Let me get a pen. All right. Go ahead. Uh, 214. Yep. 228. Yep. 8403. 
8403. And your name? Uh, Jay Anderson. Jay. Okay, J-A-Y? Yes, sir. Okay. So if, if you will give me, what time is it? Right now it's 1238 my time. I'm in New Hampshire. Okay. Give me till 1 o'clock your time. Give me a call back on my cell phone. And let me, I, I need, because this is a, a really, in the end, is a family establishment, it's not just me, it's my two kids, you know, both my sons work here, uh, so this is a family establishment, so I try not to talk to the, you know, I try not to talk to the world as just me, because it's not just me. I get you, that's a respectful thing, but in the end, you're Mr. Anderson, right? Oh, you're right. No, don't say it like that, I'll, I'll hang the phone up right now. <laughs> All right, so look, well, uh, look, I will, I will text you in about an hour, okay, okay, to your cell phone. It'll be a 603 number that you get it from. My name's Jeremy again, okay? I would love nothing more than for this to happen, but if it doesn't, then I understand too. I'm just glad that you gave me the time. As much as I think it's wrong on every level, I'm not going to sit here and have an argument with somebody. I want to have a conversation. So do you mind if I pray with you uh, while, we, while we get ready here? Yeah. All right. Lord and Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you today and we thank you for the fact that we have differences, but we have enough commonalities that we can actually come together and talk like human beings civilly. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to have a free world and a free country where we can sit here and do this without persecution of death or, or, or anything like that. Lord, we, we just ask that you uh, come into our lives and use the Holy Spirit to, to, to guide us into the correct uh, ways of doing things, regardless of what people think, regardless of what man thinks, what woman thinks, Lord, your way is the only way and the righteous way. And we just ask that you are, uh, you are in this conversation, that you are in this deliberation, and that the outcome is something that everybody can say, we did it, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, uh, Jay, I'm going to let you go now. I know you're busy. I will, I'll text you back, but I have another show at 5 o'clock p.m. tonight, and just know that I would love to bring you on that show and show the world how we can do this. All right, let me, let me like I said, let me talk to my crew. All right, sir, you have a good day, okay? Right, thank you, sir. I appreciate your, your time as well. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, I know that all of you wanted me to absolutely roast that man. I know that all of you wanted me to yell at that man. And the reason why I took it off speakerphone when he gave me his cell phone number was because I wanted to show the man respect and not put his cell phone out there. Okay? This would be absolutely huge. This would be absolutely huge huge. Jeremy's going overboard. Don't know what you mean by that. This guy is giving up his time. Do not call him. Well, that's up to you if you guys want to do that or not. I say pressure is good no matter what, especially in this sense. But I will say that what just happened there was absolutely amazing. Why? Because wouldn't you rather actually come to some kind of agreement to leave the kids out of this than to scream at this man and build the tension even more? I do. I do. Please don't call his personal cell. Yeah, if anybody heard that, please don't call it, okay? Please do not call it. Let me handle this for right now, all right? Let me handle this for right now. That was the first time that anybody's ever answered, and we've had a discussion like that. Look at all of your comments. Wow, you handled it very well. I was yelling. You did amazing. Wow, that was awesome. I heard it, Jeremy. Do not call a cell. Do not call a cell, guys. 
Do not call it, please. Please, do not screw this up right now. Let's make sure that this happens, all right? His number was heard. Again, I'm sorry. Dancing around. Yes, he did dance around, but one thing that you learn in sales, let me tell you guys something, okay? One thing that you learn in sales is that you should listen twice as much as you speak. Let the other person do the talking because if you let the other person do the talking just enough, then you'll get everything that you need to know. That's the genius of Joe Rogan. I believe that was a productive conversation. Now, we are not going to have, I don't think we're going to be able to do Telegram Tuesday today. Are we still going to be able to do this? All right, you know what? We're going to do Telegram Tuesday, which means that I can't do the rest of the show right now. All right? I can't do the rest of the show right now. But I urge you to share this video to people so they can see what just happened. If they don't want to watch the whole show, then at least go to the last half hour. Okay? At least go to the last half hour. I want to thank you for all of your love. I want to thank you for your donations. Trust me, we're going to need them now more than ever. We're going to, we're going to, uh, we're going to, uh, we're not going to do the last bit of the show right now. Okay. We're going to talk about that another time. We got far too much going on right now. Far too much. I got to go so I can set up for Coffee Talk Tuesday. Meet me over on Telegram. We will finish this conversation over there. I love each and every one of you. No, I did not tell him I was live. He said, everybody said that. He doesn't know you're live. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. I wanted this whole thing on camera. I wanted this whole thing on camera. He didn't know he was live. No, he didn't. No. But yet, don't call yet, everybody. Don't call yet, okay? Please. No, I did not form him I was live. Nope. Nope, because once, once I did that, it would have been over. Can you edit his number? I can't do that. This was live and it'll record on its own. I'm not going to remove the show either. No, not going to do that either. I can't edit the number out. It's too late for that. But if anybody watches this show, they'll, tell, they'll see me saying, don't call, don't call, don't call. Right? Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'm just reading some of your guys' comments. That's all before we go. Anyway, we're going to go right now, ladies and gentlemen, because i got to get set up. Remember, folks, there are right ways, there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Remember, folks, please go to JeremyHarrell.com. Donate anything that you can whenever you can. Purchase something whenever you can. Use the promo codes at MyPillowAndMyStore.com slash LFA. I'll see you guys at 1 p.m. here in 15 minutes at Telegram Tuesdays. You are not going to want to miss it. Keep your families close. Keep a smile on your face. Keep spreading that gospel, everybody. Peace.